Mortifier. Hey, man. I love growing in the Holy Ghost because you grow in what's called the gift of discernment. And you can discern spirits. So, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you actually can sense, sometimes smell, taste, see, hear, with your five glorified senses, every spirit working in every single spiritual stomach, which is a treasure house of heaven and hell, of every human being around you. Worldwide, people come around, and you feel like all kinds of weird stuff. That ain't you. Sometimes it's you, but usually not. Because what's you is when you're by yourself, in the secret place, in the cleft of the rock. That's you, a son and daughter of glory. Now, not that you're perfect or anything, but you're, you know, you're really getting there. You're feasting a lot, and you're, you know him who is perfect, you know? You know Jesus, and Jesus is perfect. You know the Father, and the Father is perfect. You know the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is perfect. You know the angels. The angels are perfect. You're being made perfect through what you suffer because you're surrounded by wicked sinners, and you're learning to discern their spirits. It says about the righteous men that they were continuously tormented by the wickedness of the sinners around them. If you're not being tormented, then you don't walk in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> if you're not being tortured by people around you walking in the realm of death and demons, and, and one of the worst ones is self-pity. Well, this, that person's a millionaire, and they only gave a $20 donation, and you start feeling bad for yourself. I mean, and then you start getting into that con, and it just twists you. It twists your whole mind to it being about Christ and the Father, to it being about them and their performance, and you just get demonized by the demonized. You get demonized by the demonized. If you let their spirits into your body, into your five senses, you come under the same condemnation that they're in, called darkness and sin. And there's punishment for sin. Oh, what's the punishment? That you feel bad all the time. That you feel condemned all the time. That you're never good enough all the time. That's punishment. That's the punishment of the law of Moses beating you up every day with a rod. Oh my gosh. There's punishment for religious sin. These people are punished every day and beaten and scourged on their backs by demon spirits. Don't go into the realm of Egypt. Don't go into the punishment of those who serve Jezebel. Don't go into the punishment of the prophets of Baal and the prophets of Jezebel, the prophets of Asherah. Don't go into the realms of religion that will just get you so beat up. So beat up. There's realms of witchcraft and there's realms of new wine. I want to live in the realms of new wine. And it's an ever-increasing wine. What's the wine? Love. His banner over me is love. He brought me into a banqueting hall. Song of Solomon 2.4. No, that's not what it says in Hebrew. In Hebrew it says he brought me into the house of wine. The house of wine. What's the house of wine? It's the kingdom of heaven. Are you in the kingdom of heaven? Then you'd be drinking the new wine. What's the cup of the new covenant in my blood? His blood is the new wine. You know, so you got everyone outside the kingdom, outside the house of wine, that attacks the new wine. You see these people? You see them? Wow, so you're telling me that most people are outside the kingdom? But you can see it for yourself. You can discern spirits. <laughs> that ain't the spirit of glory. You know, Peter says if we suffer as Christians, it's because of the spirit of glory. That's what the Bible says. You want to be biblical. You're not suffering for the spirit of glory. You're suffering because of Calcutta, Mother Teresa Christianity beat yourself up 
you know, cover yourself in leprosy and pretend like you're holy. You know, look at how sick and poor I am. I'm so holy. Calcutta Christianity. That's cult. Hey, Jesus didn't walk in any of that. Jesus healed the sick. He didn't have leper colonies. He healed leper colonies. Jesus didn't have poverty. He had a treasure house. He had a treasure system. Jesus, there's no poverty in Christ. There's no religion in Christ. What Christianity are you serving? Are you serving Christ or demons? Don't you know there's 200 million demons in Revelation chapter 9 that are trying to trick you to serve demons instead of Christ, and they all tell you they're Christ. Every single religious demon will tell you, even sometimes with miracles, sometimes with prophecies, sometimes with signs and wonders, they'll tell you they're Christ. What's the difference? There's no glory. There's no fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. They can't produce love or joy. You see these people, right? The workers and not the lovers. There's no love. There's no joy. They're the most miserable people. God bless Mother Teresa. Rest in peace. But I had friends that went to Calcutta and worked with her. Friends in person, in the flesh. They said they've never met a person more miserable in their entire life, more miserable than Mother Teresa. And most people's Christianity is based on that Roman Catholic demon of just being poor, miserable, and doing works. Poor, miserable, doing works. And that's how you're holy? That's how you earn rewards in heaven? No, that's how you're in bondage to Satan and his angels is the truth. And the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. If I hadn't seen it a hundred million times, I'd say, maybe there's something there. Nope, nothing there. It's Egypt. That's the realm of the dead and you're not doing anything for heaven, and you're not doing anything for humanity. You're not. You're doing something for humanity when you get into the wine and the oil. God the Father says, Go and recover all. 1 Samuel 30, verses 18 and 19 in the Amplified Classic. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives. What were his two wives? The wine and the oil. Nothing was missing, small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David recovered all. Or you could say, the anointing recovered all. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I mean, amongst these prophets and apostles at the sound of my voice, you're going to recover all. Because these are the most mistreated, stolen from people in the world. In the world. <laughs> the kind of nightmares we've gone through in our nations to stay loyal to the oil and faithful to the new wine. There has never been anything like it in the history of mankind. Not in, because this is Babylon the Great. What it has cost you, your dignity, your name, some of you, your families, some of you, everything you've ever had multiple times. Multiple, multiple, multiple times it's cost you everything over and over and over to stay faithful to the oil, to stay faithful to the wine, the two wives. Amen? Do not harm the wine and the oil. It is written, book of Revelation, your two wives. Oh, he's, now he's preaching on polygamy. Now I'm preaching on the promised land, you goon. I'm preaching on being married to the anointed one and his love exclusively in virgin-like holiness and purity with not even a, a wrinkle or a spot. How is that possible? By intimacy. By intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your heart. You can be as pure as he is pure. 
Otherwise, he wouldn't tell you the pure in heart see God. He'd say, you'll never see God. You'll always be a sinner. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus was preaching a purity before he had even given them the Holy Ghost. Now, if you study it out, it actually says, be perfect as your Father in heaven's perfect. In the, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, how can you be perfect and how can you be pure before you even speak in tongues, before you even have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, before you even have the baptism of fire? He commanded that before He even gave them the Spirit. Now that we have the Spirit, it's the easiest thing every day. I don't know why people have a hard time. It's because they submit to so many demons in their heart. It's not hard. This is easy. What was hard is Matthew 5 through 7 before He even given them the Spirit, telling them to be perfect and telling them to be pure and telling them to see God. Oh, and also, by the way, be peacemakers. Really? With Roman occupation? Really? They just murdered and crucified our wives and just raped and pillaged our families and were in occupation of the iron fist of Rome. But you want us to be peacemakers, Jesus? What the heck? No wonder why they killed him, you know? Everything he said was absurd. Absolutely, completely ridiculous and totally, humanly, impossible. No, it's humanly Impossible. I mean, there isn't anything Jesus asks you to do that isn't completely impossible. That's why people constantly go away sad. I hear it all the time. I see the little chitter-chatter in the background. What you're saying is not possible. I don't believe in that gospel that Red Letter Ministries preaches. It's, it's not possible. It is possible. It just requires the total sacrifice of self. Because once you come to an end of yourself and realize there's nothing good about you, you can actually begin begin in the gospel of God. The pure in heart see God. Why? Because that's the only heart that's in me is God's heart. You know? Be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect, which means don't have any other Father in you except the Father in Heaven. The Father in Heaven is already perfect. He's not asking you to perform works. He's not telling you to be a good little Christian boy and girl and do look good in front of others and, you know, perform, perform, perform. And No, that's witchcraft. He's just saying, let God be your Father in you in the hidden person of your heart. No whitewashed tombs, no external whitewashing, but an internal river washing. Religion always produces the very thing that steals from God and why we're the most ripped off people in the world. But nevertheless, we shall recover all. I'm seeing whole ministries that have gone into sin recovered. I'm talking about recovering the sons and daughters from bad Christian leaders today. Oh, it's happening. You think it's it's happened a little tiny bit? It's going to happen a lot. Some of the leaders that you've been following, Christians, Pentecostal leaders, charismatic leaders, even drunken glory leaders, are absolutely corrupt to the bone and could care less about you or your families or your spiritual development. They're just in it for themselves. I'm telling, I'm telling you, it's a lot of them. Very few care about the interests of Christ, the Apostle Paul says. Everyone has their own interests in mind. Those that are truly sent from the throne of God have God's interests in mind. But everyone that's a doer of their own thing has their own interests in mind. And that's why you have absolutely horrible Christian leadership in the world right now. Horrible. Now, you can test the Spirit and see what the person's motives are. Test the intentions and the motivations of the heart. The Word of God judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. I mean, that's the most wonderful. They'll get offended, won't they? They'll get offended. 
You know, it's one thing, you know, iron sharpening iron. You know, you, you come after King David and test King David. I mean, he's going to stab you in the stomach with the Goliath sword. But you at least you tested him. And you go, well, yeah, that is the sword of the Lord. Ow. You know, like my whole life's destroyed. <laughs> but at least now you know it's the anointed one, you know. It's not like you test it, and if it's nice and gentle to you, it's from God, and he patted my sin on the back, and he just phileo loved me. That's not what testing the Spirit is. It's boil it in anointing oil. How can you test the Spirit if you're a carnal Christian, and you're full of demons? Your demons are going to look for their demons, and as long as we have the same familiar spirits, then birds of a feather flock together, and they're foul birds. Where the body lies, the vultures will gather. You know, the dead body, the grave clothes, those that are just dead together, and you know what the Bible says? John 11, he stinketh. Christians with grave clothes on will hang out with other Christians with grave clothes on, and anyone that's alive is a cult leader. That's what they'll say all the time. They come in, they'll be offended. Nobody knows more than us. You know, my pastor, my doctor, my theology, and it's all in the soul realm. That's Cain. That you, what you know gives you the right to be better than someone else is the pride of Satan and his angels. We're encouraging everyone to take their soul and bind it into the kingdom of heaven in their belly and go lower, go lower. Revelation chapter 1, Behold, he comes with the clouds. Behold, he comes with the clouds. You are the clouds. That's what all this refinement's been about your whole life. That's why other people had it easy, but not you. You had discipline. Other people weren't disciplined, but he disciplines those he loves because you're his true sons and daughters, because he wants to come through you in his full nature. He wants to come through you in his full name, in his full power, in his full glory, with all of his angels. He's not coming outside you. He's coming inside you. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of the coming of the Lord. It is true. He comes with the clouds, and the clouds are your spirit life in intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. All it ever costs you is the pride and lust in your own brain Then almost no one's willing to give up. You know, if it, they, they will. You have to demonstrate it for a while because they're so externally lied to and false philosophy Christianity by all these cult leaders pretending to be Christian leaders but they're not sent from the throne of grace so they don't actually build on the solid rock with springs coming out of their belly it's all whitewashing external I mean if you are receiving an external Christianity you're the sons and daughters of Satan Jesus Christ said do you understand that's what the Bible says Matthew 23 that those that are whitewashed only Christian only divine externally by an external God and by an external discipline are the sons and daughters of Satan, not God. And why? Because their grave, their belly is still the grave. I deal with Pharisees everyday ministry for 13 years and it's it's never pleasant. It's always hor- horrible, horrible work and you got to deal with it. The Father deals with it. It's the most stressing taxing, horrible ministry work in the world because they're externally Christian, but their bellies are the grave. Literally an open portal of the kingdom of hell of self-righteousness and pride and strife and the tree of the knowledge of good and white witchcraft and ultimately the immorality and the sorcery of Jezebel. That's what's wrong with these people. 
If you are religious externally, but not a fountain of new wine and a fountain of fresh oil in your belly, your belly is still a portal of death and hell. That's what a whitewashed tomb is. And Jesus Christ said in Matthew 23 that they're an open grave, an open sepulcher. Where's the open grave? It's what happens when you don't build upon the solid rock of Christ in your belly and you build upon the shifting sands on your soul and flesh nature in an external Christianity. Every single one of them is a whitewashed tomb. So you have like millions of whitewashed tombs, and we love them perfectly just because I tell you the truth and reveal these things, is because I actually love you and I want you to be the real deal, to have rivers coming out of your belly. If someone loves you, they'll tell you the truth so the truth can set you free from the open grave and the whitewashed tombs. Amen? They will not keep you that way so that you live a lie in external Christianity your whole life and die and go to hell or die and go to heaven and be in the outer court for eternity. They want you to have tons of rewards because your belly is the treasure house of where you store up treasures in heaven, in your spirit. Okay, you're born again of God's spirit and your names are written in the Lamb's book of life which means you are now a citizen of heavenly Jerusalem, which means you store up your treasures in your spiritual stomach right away after you're born again. How? By prophetic revelations. Building on the solid rock of Christ in your belly, and it comes up, that's why you can't be shaken by any storms of life, because you're not an external flesh and soul Christian. You're an internal spirit and kingdom Christian. Building on the solid rock, no storm could ever remove Red Letter Ministries. What we've been through the last 13 years is horrendous. Absolute World War III total war on every side, internally, in the, in the house, externally, outside our house, and it's just the most insane warfare you could ever imagine because we're dealing with everything in existence, and it didn't phase us. It didn't. I mean, it's been wonderful. I do it all over again millions of times because you build on the solid rock, and Christ just he's a mighty king of glory. He's the God of war, and he's just like, what are, what are these foul birds going to do something against God the Father? I mean, what are the demons and the devils in the realm of the dead in Egypt and Sodom where our Lord was crucified? Are they going to do something against Mount Zion? Are they going to do something against the mountain of the Lord, the chief of all the mountains? Absolutely not. It's a joke. It's a joke. The Lord is enthroned in the heavens and He mocks His enemies, holding them in supreme contempt. Psalms 2-4 Amplified Classic. It's a joke. And you begin to laugh in his victories as you're an internal Christian and no longer an external Christian. We don't care about forms. All things to all people in hopes of saving some. You know? A whitewashed tomb cares about the form, the external look of being a Christian. But a real Christian could care less. That's how we can easily discern spirits. They come on here and they're like, oh, you got a facial tattoo. Oh, he's wearing jewelry. Oh, his hats are crazy. And it's like, you're not a Christian. You're a whitewashed tomb. You care about forms. It's about the inward sanctification of the hidden person of the heart. It's about God the Father in intimacy in your heart so that you have the real substance of heaven and externally you can put on a different costume every day. All things to all people in hopes of saving some. I'll speak one way to businessmen. I'll speak another way to gangsters. I'll speak another way to preppies. I'll speak another way to the goths. I'll speak another way to sports players. I mean, whatever. 
You know, wisdom knows how to communicate. Wisdom builds their seven pillars. And the last pillar to come forth right out of the brain by the full surrender of your entire soul and your whole carnal nature and your whole fleshly sinful nature to the seven spirits of God, the fire of God and the Father's anointing on earth is the Spirit of the Lord that comes out and rests upon your head that you can say like Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news to release the prisoners from captivity. What's the captivity? Cleansing the lepers. What's the lepers? Sinning of the mouth. Captivity in dungeons of religion. Dungeons of whitewashing. Everyone that listened to the Pharisees was a prisoner of their words. On their heads were white tongues. Pentecost brought fire tongues and removed the word curses of religion from everyone's heads in Jerusalem. Amen? Amen. We're going to remove the curses of the white and black tongues of Sodom and Egypt of the fallen angels from every head on earth so that you have one Father and He is a covering of living fire of perfect love of the realm of Eden and of the favor of the Lord and the leaves of this tree of life will heal and cover all nations and they will always drip prosperity. They'll never fail and they'll never wither. It is written. Amen? And it comes out of your spirit because you built on the solid rock. And all the external attack was from the whitewashed tombs that were external Christians. And the more and more you're internal Christian, the more you reveal their hearts are wicked. That they've never sacrificed anything to serve God. They could care less about the Father's house. They're for me, 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 me. Give me some self-help. Give me some motivational speaking. I want this for me. I want to be rich. I want to be blessed. Me, me. And they don't care about the Father. They don't care about the King. They're not Christians. A Christian is an anointed one that serves the Father. Jesus Christ was the servant of God, it is written in Acts. The servant of the Lord. The servant of the Holy Spirit. And you think you're better than Jesus? You're not serving the Holy Spirit. You're serving self still. You're not a Christian. You're not. You're a Christian when you serve the Holy Spirit and you no longer care about your own life. The beginning of Christianity is being crucified with Christ. I no longer live. He lives through me. Amen? I die daily picking up your cross and following Him? Is there any disciples of the Father, servants of the Holy Spirit? There's nothing religious about it. There's no condemnation in it. It's just like, get real. Get your whole bowels of compassion loosed in the greatest high colonic and enema spiritually of all time. Just loose your bowels. You'll be surprised. The grave is in there. That's what's wrong with people. That's why they always have problems. There's roots in your spiritual stomach. That's the roots of your heart. And some of them are the roots of bitterness. Some of them are the roots of pride. Some of them are the roots of adultery. You have all the roots of greed and covetousness. You have all this, this realm of demonic activity, and it's demon after demon, and a root is a, innumerable demons coming out of your spiritual stomach. If you have a root of sin in your life. That's why it's never-ending and it's like you can't overcome the sin patterns. It has to be uprooted by the roots of David. You need the tree of life in your belly so you can start building on the solid rock so you're not constantly fighting the same repetitive sin patterns. Amen. Because then it's like, whoa, that's gone now because you have a different source feeding your spirit. You have to work within man's spirit. The apostolic glory and the prophetic nature of Christ only work in the spirit and builds up your spirit into full spiritual stature with wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord. Treasures into your belly. 
prophetic revelations, mounting up on wings as eagles and soaring in upward circular motions, glory to glory, in whirlwinds of grace. The more and more wings of eagles or re prophetic revelations that you put in your spirit, the higher your mind can fly. False Christianity is mind first, and I don't even know I have a spirit. That's like 99% of Christianity. There's like external. A real Christian is building on the solid rock, spirit only. I'm a spirit. I don't have an identification with the flesh. I'm what, a stardust, earthen vessel, a jar of clay? What, the jar of clay is your identity? I mean, you're totally deceived, so you need the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, to circumcise your heart, to separate your spirit from your soul. So you have no identity in the natural realm, otherwise you'd just be living like a mammal, an animal, a homo sapiens sapien, and, and then you justify all your sin because I'm just an animal and I'm going to do whatever, you know. But I don't believe in Darwinism, I'm a Christian born again. But you have no holiness, because your soul and your spirit aren't separated by the sword of the Spirit and the circumcision of the heart which divides your spirit, you, from your flesh. Not you. Your flesh is not you. How many of y'all know the skeletons, the 12 billion dead skeleton, human skeletons in the dust of the earth are not the person. That spirit is still continuing on in hell or heaven to this very moment. Your spirit is the ruach of God, the breath of God in your belly, and what you do with it determines your eternal fate in either hell or heaven. It's true. Hallelujah. Three, three types of hell. Tartarus, Hades, and Gehenna. Gehenna is hell on earth. Hades, talking about where the beast and the red dragon and the false prophet are thrown into, that's in the book of Revelation. Tartarus is actually the realm of the sorcery of Babylon the Great, where the warlocks or the Scottish Rite Freemasons or the daughters of the Eastern Star or the real religiously trained secret societies of your nations bring that realm of satanic starlight so that the light in you is actually darkness. It's called religious sorcery. It's the light of Cain. It's the mark of Cain. They want you marked on your forehead, Cain, with the light of the stars that fell from heaven. Millions of those buggers. I deal with them every day. And we want you marked on your forehead with the revelation of God the Father. Glory, as it's written, and they shall no longer need the light of the sun and the moon, for the light of the Lamb on the throne shall be their light. The Lamb will be their moon and the Father will be their sun. We're living in the glory now. We're not living in the natural dimension. Our hearts are circumcised. We're no longer natural creatures in sin. We're supernatural living creatures, new creatures in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 In the grace of the Lord Jesus working mightily and enkindled in our inner man. Superhuman dunamis energy, dead raising power that you may become as the living amongst the dead, even while in the body. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. Amen? That you may become the living amongst the dead. Why? Because you're raised from the dead in the hidden person of the heart. External realm don't matter. Now you have the Father's vision. Now you have the Father's power. And you can love them, cover them, heal them, drip fresh anointing on them. Rain new wine upon them. Once you're internally cleansed, you have the crystal clear fountains coming out of your belly. That's when you become the leaders of Christianity. That you can now bring that realm of the Father through your purified heart, cleansed from all unrighteousness, and begin to cover people with the leaves of the olive tree. The leaves of the olive tree are the covering of the anointing oil. 
the anointed one and his anointing shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, sow a seed into Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.